morning and happy December, December 1st. Uh, I wound November down in my overall portfolio, even though the last day made it significantly um, less painful. But I did wind uh, November down. So I think 11 out of the, I think I've been up like two months, two or three months. But that kind of gets me to the, my point. There was um, a couple listeners that wrote to me yesterday. And first off, I have to say, I was completely wrong yesterday. I didn't think Jay Powell would come out and say, hey, inflation looks like it's under control. Um, we're going to slow the uh, increases. That's exactly what he effing did. <laughs> um, if you were watching the markets, and I'll, I'll go over kind of uh, some of the um, charts on YouTube live a little bit later when I go on live, but that's exactly what he did. Honest to God, you can look at it at 2 o'clock when he started speaking and, and even one thirty when the beige book came out, it started to creep up a little bit. Um, and then, boom, off to the races. Uh, I think, unfortunately, uh, I had parental duties. Um, well, I shouldn't say parental. Son duties for parental duties. Um, those of you that messaged me, and there were quite a few, I had to... Uh, uh, fix my parents, Philips Hue bulbs, which are from like 2000 early. It's version one. Early on, we bought Hue bulbs for my dad for Christmas one year, and he has them on a 40-foot ceiling. So trying to get a version two hub to identify those bulbs uh, turned out to be impossible. So I'm not a fan of Philips Hue, but uh, smart home, smart home issues from you know, when you can't change out the bulbs, you just can't get up to these lights. They're 40 foot, you know, up there. We have a pole. Um, the problem is that the, the, the lights are plastic. And so even the, uh, the suction cup doesn't, doesn't pull them, but I was completely wrong. I said yesterday by SOXS, you'd be, you would have been killed. I, I kind of said, Hey, be patient. Have some, um, have some patience and have some pretty tight stop losses. And that would have been good because you could have turned um, very quickly SOXL. You could have sold your SOXS at a loss, but gotten back into XOXL um, pretty quickly from what I saw on the charts. So it wasn't something where you were stuck in there. Um, but that was the first big news of the day. Uh, the second big news of the day was about Sam Backman Freed. And before I get into that, because that's going to be super negative, I want to start on a positive point. Thank you, everyone. I got my um, Spotify wrapped for podcasters. So as the host of a podcast, they send you special ones that tell you your rank, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this podcast ranked in the top 5% um, a downloaded podcast. I couldn't believe it. Honest to God. I, I, I know my audience is bigger than I would have ever hoped for. Um, but I didn't expect that. So, so thank you. I, I posted on Facebook. I posted on Twitter. I posted on Instagram. Uh, I still have to get a TikTok because if I look at my demographics, most of you, uh, degenerates are within the TikTok generation. So if you're scrolling through TikTok, I'll probably get on there at some point. I, I just, you know, again, I do YouTube live and YouTube keeps telling me, Hey, uh, record some some actual content uh, to grow your audience. I need a thousand subscribers to monetize YouTube. I think I have like two fifty, but I only started that like you know month or so ago. 
So, but I don't do a lot of uh, scripted content. It's mostly uh, live, and 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 you have to kind of you know sit through the live of of me joking with uh, the 20, 30 people that are on there every day. Um, but it's, it's pretty good. So, uh, but so I wanted to thank that Sam Bankman Freed is an absolute criminal should be in jail. Uh, he is a loser of losers and that audience should be ashamed of themselves. Um, listening to Becky talk with, uh, Andrew this morning on, uh, CNBC and congratulating Andrew for a great interview. It was a great interview, but it wasn't anything to do with Andrew. You could have put the most boring person in the world to ask several questions of Sam Bankman-Fried, and it would have been the same interview. Um, I, I think Andrew did a great job. I, I don't think he did a bad job. Um, but the audience clapping, the audience laughing at Sam Bankman-Fried, horrendous, horrendous. And then Bill Ackman, who was in the audience, uh, and if that demographic describes it to you, it's the rich of the rich, the people who aren't down because the, it's a it's a deal book conference. This costs a lot to get into and to attend. Um, so it's, again, the worst of the worst. Um, but he's a criminal. He should go to jail. Uh, if you are Howard Stern fans, um, you will remember uh, Steve Lankford telling Sour Shoes. <laughs> Um, and if, if again, this is boomer stuff, sour, I want you to go to jail. Uh, oh, and I have to do my Jim Cramer, uh, because I was wrong yesterday. Um, I'm sorry. The hubris of these people was amazing. <laughs> the hubris of Jay Powell. Yeah. Uh, I'm not crying on air though, because if, again, if you were in SOXS and you took my advice, I still think SOXS, um, let me take a look at this. Uh, and I'm going to go over a little bit today, not much. I'm going to save the majority of this for, um, for uh, YouTube because I just did my scans. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, probably 60 stocks within just four. Uh, I didn't do the energy sector. I just did four uh, categories. And lists that I have set up, uh, watch lists, brokerage lists, uh, the core investments. Um, I even did the sector list. <clears throat> and there were, what, seven out of the eight sectors that crossed up yesterday. So it does no good for me to tell you, hey, this stock, all stocks look good right now. They, they look positive. Um, you're going to have to, again, the market doesn't tell us. If we were to look at SPY, we could absolutely tell SPY. Um, that it's a positive market, but you know, does the the war in Ukraine look like it's ending? No. Does the energy crisis in Europe look like it's ending? No. Does the threat of a uh, a recession uh, look like it's gone? No. Does the Fed uh, actually stop hiking rates? No, they're still hiking. It's just not as much. Um, and so the markets pop. Any reaction in the market is an overreaction. Expect a little bit of consolation today where it just kind of, eh. If you didn't make um, anywhere between, between 3 and 4% in your overall portfolio yesterday, you are not positioned correctly. Simple as that. Take a look at your portfolio. If you didn't make 3 to 4%, 
there is something wrong in your portfolio. Uh, I want you to really take a look at the companies that you're invested in. Um, because yesterday was, it, it again, it wasn't, the high flyers were super high. Meaning if you made 9 or 10% yesterday um, because you were all in on the ARC funds, your portfolio isn't balanced. It's not correct. If you made um, anywhere between 1% and 2%, your portfolio isn't balanced. It should have been up 3 or 4%. Um, you know, again, you want to be close to those indices. Uh, one of the, the, the viewers, the, the listeners that I wrote to um, earlier today uh, was kind of down and, and said, hey, I'm really down on the year. Well, you should be down on the year because 99% of the actively managed funds won't beat the S&P and the S&P is down. Uh, I go back to the, the uh, video that I mentioned yesterday there where I posted the link in the descriptions in yesterday's podcast where Warren Buffett and other legendary investors, in, they suggest a two or three fund um, portfolio. That's all you have, two or three positions. I suggest that you have significantly more, but you need to make sure that you're balanced. If you're not, then you have more work to do. Uh, and I posted on Instagram these 10 uh, life habits that, you know, if you start them today, uh, you'll be a different person within 30 days. If you start doing these 10 things, I, I already do all those 10 things. Um, and I can tell you absolutely 100% it will be life-changing for you. Okay, sorry. Parental interruption with the dog. So um, I want to go over SOXS. Uh, this, the candle is amazingly long on the downside. Uh, the algorithm got you in at 35.12. Most likely, let me look at the MACD. The MACD has not crossed down. So within this run, if you're not uh, out, of uh, SOXS, I probably would look at you know some of your stop losses. Um, it, it's it's got momentum to the downside, and so SOXL would be the play because the candle is enormous from yesterday. It's got the confirmation over the nine day uh, at thirteen eighty five. It's going to stay over the nine day. So right now the RSI on uh, SOXL is 64. I would not be in this one. I kind of told you guys, again, I get faked out by this all the time. And this is why listening to the algorithm is, is really good. And it's a guide. What I'm trying to teach you guys is a system. Uh, if I would have gotten in at $7.27, $7.27 on October 19th, and I'm up here at $13.85 right now, I'm completely happy. I'm trying to take half my poor, uh, my position off because you're running up against the 200 day. And you saw back in November 15th when it ran up against the 200 day, right at about this price, it hit the high of 1444. And, and yesterday it hit a high of 1385. And that's where you're trading. Uh, that to me means, hey, take some, some of your profits off the table. Just don't be greedy. It's as simple as that. But SOXL is your play right now. It, 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 I wouldn't say buy it because it's too high on the RSI. SOXS is oversold. It's probably the better position to try and get a bump. But you do have an incredible, incredible movement of this market. So patience is, is, is what you want as well. Uh, the other one that I said yesterday that I was big on is Roblox. 
and Roblox, we said uh, the algorithm 3150. You're trading at 3129 right now. 3179, sorry, is where it closed. So, um, again, I think Roblox has uh, the move up to probably 37 on this one. I don't want to say, I, in my personal opinion, it's above the nine day right now at 3179. It's got the momentum and the market is positive. Uh, does that mean over the weekend or, you know, sometime today or tomorrow that Putin doesn't blow up the uh, Nord Stream 1 or Nord Stream 2 again? And all of a sudden we have Ukra uh, European energy crisis. Um, does that mean that OPEC on Sunday doesn't cut production? to try and uh, increase oil prices? Uh, does that mean that, that Powell isn't going to raise uh, rates uh, in, on, in de 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 December meeting? Remember, the last two times that Powell raised rates, that market crashed. It was supposedly priced in. He announced it, market crashed. So I, I would be patient in this market and not jump into anything. I think there's too much... Uh, doom and gloom on the side. When we take a look at SPY, and I'm just talking about my most recent uh, picks, um, SOSL and, and Roblox. I think both of those are good. But when you look at SPY, we cross the 200-day. This is on the four-hour chart. You know what? I'll take a look at the daily chart because everybody can look at the daily chart on SPY. You're running right up against the 200-day. 407, you just be, you know, crossed above it. Um, the last time you crossed above the 200-day was March. And, and what happened? March into April, significant slide. You got into July, and then you had that summer rally. It hit the 200-day. And then you had the August decline into September. And then in October, you came back up to the 200-day. So right now, we're just at the 200-day. We crossed it. Does this mean anything? No. The market is still as, as, as screwed up as, as it could be. Um, but, and, and SQQQ, I was wrong yesterday about SQQQ. TQQQ, I think it hit um, uh, $20.65. I had a buy-in order, a limit order for nineteen ninety nine Because under 20, I say buy it all day long. Over 20, I say sell it. Remember, it had that, that button hook yesterday. Got us out at point. 7.0. Most likely the, the MACD. Let me look at the MACD real quick. Let me pull this up. That Matt, the MACD is going to cross up again. So you're going to get a buy here at like, like 23. Uh, if it goes up to the 200 day, you're 25. Do I want to buy it right now? No. The RSI is at 63. You got better places to put your money. Better opportunities out there. Um, but you're going to get a buy in on this one. If you're in at 20, I think you hold on to it. For the move to 25. Uh, I think that could be where we're going. But I was wrong about SOXS, SQQQ, and DRV. The, the short on the real estate market. Uh, again, it's clear. When Powell started speaking and he said, hey, we're going to do milder rate cuts. Um, that was the catalyst in the market. So prior to the Fed meeting, there was nothing. I think I was down in my portfolio. So. Um, by the way, I have a note about the SPF uh, interview on CNBC. Um, it will be shown at the trial. It will be shown at the Senate hearings today. Remember, a lot of these people at the Senate hearings are recipients of um, his donations. So, uh, but 
uh, my note is uh, SBF threw his beaver-faced woman under the bus. And if you think I'm too mean by calling her a beaver face, remember, these people lived lavish lifestyles on the money that people put into their brokerage, thinking that it was a brokerage, not a loan system for capital. Simple as that. Bill, Bill Ackman and Kevin O'Leary, douches. Bill Ackman sat in that audience and said, call me crazy, but I think he, you know, he sounds innocent. Whatever. Bill Ackman's guilty. This is the guy who came on uh, during COVID and say, uh, you know, all hell is breaking loose. Short the market. Uh, or he didn't even say short the market. But then it came out. He was well short the market. So he was raising a red flag, pushing the markets down. Meanwhile, he was short the market. So he blamed CNBC for playing that clip. He knew exactly what he was doing. Um, okay. Off my rant. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Oh, one stock, Tom from Twitter, Dr. Tom, VRDN, uh, Viridian Therapeutics. He heard me talking uh, yesterday, and remember, Tom's a doctor, um, about HZNP, Horizon Therapeutics, um, being putting out the press release about being bought. Ironic, Tom actually had some interactions as a doctor um, with Horizon and knows them, suggests them, suggests not buying them here. They're completely uh, overbought, which is what I said, but then applauded and said, yeah, if Amgen winds up buying them and goes down, Amgen's a buy. Uh, Amgen on any pullback is a buy, is what he it essentially said. But he did mention another one, Viridian Therapeutics, VRDN. This one was way up yesterday. Uh, this one, if you look at the chart, it's got all the confirmation in the world. Same chart as Horizon. Uh, it's probably overbought. But the reason they went up Viridian, VRDN, is because they are the main competitor of Horizon Therapeutics. And the thought is that they are going to get bought out as well by somebody. Probably from the loser of Horizon will buy Viridian. But VRDN, uh, both of us agree, do not chase those stocks. They are probably over uh, overbought at the current time because any market reaction is an overreaction. Uh, but if you see Amgen specifically dip down uh, on any announcement, probably an opportunity to buy. So um, let me look. Let me look. I, uh, that was one that Tom brought up as well. Uh, Tom also wanted me to look at a couple of stocks. NRXP. Uh, and I'll look at these stocks again um, uh, live on YouTube with the chart so you can see them. NRXP, and, and this is one that he didn't suggest for the audience. It's a huge risk. Um, it's similar. Let me see. I, I, I doubt that they're making money based on the price. Um, but v Viridian, I'm sorry, NRXP. This is uh, NRX Pharmaceuticals. They're not making money. They are down 69% year-to-date. Um, reports third quarter results, provides business update. Uh, that's the most recent. You can read the PR, um, Newswire. Uh, the, the algorithm has a buy-in here at $0.72. Cents. Now, 
That was on September 28th. <laughs> uh, today it's at $1.44. Uh, it has taken off since their earnings. Uh, at their earnings, it was trading at about 90 cents. It's at $1.44. The RSI is at 76. The MACD is way too high. You'd be chasing this one if you bought into it now. Uh, Tom probably had some, some therapeutical information about pharmaceuticals and uh, understanding some of the studies that they've done, just being a doctor. He's got way more information than you guys or, or the layperson. If you're a doctor, you may know about this stuff. But if you're not a doctor, don't invest in this stuff. You're kind of throwing your money away. Um, but NRXP, he does say, I would say if you're in anything below a dollar, Tom, I'd probably stay in that one. Um, it looks like around a dollar, a dollar eight, a dollar nine. There is a semi support level in here for November, uh, a shelf, if you will. But it doesn't have enough volume for me to say, yeah, you know, that the higher prices are are justified because the, most of the volume shelves are down here around ninety four. Uh, around a dollar thirty, it does have some stops here, but everything is positive in this one. Uh, the Golden Cross happened on October fourth. It looks like where the fifty day just crossed. The Bollinger Bands are super wide out. It's up at the top. If you made some profits on this one, I might take it. Um, uh, NV NVO is one that he wanted me to look at. Uh, this is Novo Nordisk. I think this is a Swiss company. Let me see. Uh, this is a pretty big pharmaceutical company. Um, they are making money. Their PE is 38. They have a 1.28% dividend. They are up 11% year to date. The most recent um, uh, monkey analyst, Morgan Stanley, uh, equal weight to overweight, but they really don't have a price target on it. Um, you can read some of the things. Uh, Novo Nordisk, a healthcare company, engages in research, development, manufacturing, and uh, marketing of pharmaceutical products worldwide. It's two segments, diabetes and obesity care uh, and biopharm. The diabetes and obesity care segment provides products in the areas of insulin, blah, 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 blah. You can read all that. But Novo Nordisk, so it, it, it does make money. It's forward PE is four. Um, from a chart standpoint... <laughs> The algorithm that had you in is September 29th at 100. Uh, this one has run up to 124. Um, since they don't have price targets, uh, I would say stay out of this one. The RSI is at 80. Yes, 80. You never see an RSI at 80, but it is at 80. Uh, earnings look positive. It's got gaps all the way down. My guess is that your floor on this one would be there's a gap here between 112. Um, that has, I'm sorry, um, 106 and 110 that hasn't been filled. And there's gaps all the way down. If you have TrendSpider and you have my algorithm, you can see those gaps. If you don't, the gaps are just, you know, it's clear. If you're in this one, it's still got confirmation. The button hook hasn't happened yet, um, but it's on the top of the Bollinger Band. So I'd be a little bit careful of that one. Uh, the other one that Tom likes is Lily. Eli Lilly and and Eli Lilly is just one of those mainstays. Uh, let's just put it this way: Kramer loves it, and he's probably uh, this is one of the few that uh, he's been right about. The algorithm has a buy-in here at three sixty-two fifty-nine. You're at three seventy-one. The RSI is at sixty-two. The the MACD is kind of eh. You don't have any catalysts. You do have a um a gap. And the gap is between 311 and 317. 
The problem is, I don't know that any healthcare company is going to come down that much. Now, it was trading in that range back in September. Uh, if the, the market does crash and come down like a lot of people think, you're going to see it come down to that level. I would not buy at this level. The 362, if you get back into the three, I would say 340s, I think you start adding to it. The 200 days trading at 330. Um, so that gap is now, while it was created over the 200 day, it's now under the 200 day. So it doesn't have as much um, magnetism as a gap that's still above the 200 day. It's just been on a crazy run. Again, September 311. You're at 371, and this is a huge pharmaceutical company that's not going to 200 anytime soon. So there's your ones for uh, for Tom. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do Salesforce. This is one that sticks in my craw. I think I bought this one around 200. Um, it had a MACD cross up right before earnings at 152. Uh, it went to 159 yesterday. And then crashed. They announced their earnings. The guidance was eh, nothing huge. It was eh. Um, they had two CEOs, Mark Benioff and some other dude. Well, they, some other dude just took off. Uh, they didn't let him go. He just kind of left. So uh, I don't, that was what seemed to send the, the, the stock down. Uh, it makes no sense that a quote unquote co-CEO leaving <clears throat> make that much difference. But here's why I wouldn't recommend CRM. I hold it. I hold it at a much higher price. Um, you know, I don't know why I still have it. I probably should just sell it and put the capital somewhere else. But the PE is $299. Uh, year to date, you are down 36%. Uh, it has a forward PE of 28. There is no dividend. So you're counting on just capital, uh, capital appreciation. No sense. It's in a downward trend. Eh, I wouldn't buy it. Uh, another one that reported yesterday that I was big on is Snowflake. Snowflake's down at 142. I think it's down at 130s um, in pre-market. 139 is where it's trading in pre-market. Um, this one, you had a MACD cross up here at 146. I made mention of it. My fear was that you've got this gap down here all the way to 128. If you can get this at 128 today, if for some reason this gets down to 128, I think it was in pre-market or post-market yesterday, um, I'd say you buy it because that gap has been filled. There's a significant gap up here. It's got to cross the 200-day. Um, you don't have any support on this one. This is just 100% in anticipation of, of it going up. The RSI is down. It's at 47 from yesterday, but because it's going to be down in, pre, in um, trading today, this will the RSI will go down. Uh, the MACD is kind of in no man's land. Uh, the, the only reason I would say buy this one is for long term. I wouldn't say trade this one, but I would say 128. You're, you're probably good buying this one. Um, now, here's the thing. This is one of the few where I would say buy it, it is still expensive. The forward PE is 332. That's the forward PE. They're not making any money. Price to sales is 27. Year to date, they're down 60%. But, and here's what they announced. There, there's some softening in their contracts. So it's a little bit dangerous. But again, 
portion of your portfolio. I think it's worth it. I personally have it. I think I bought this at 183. Could have sold it in the 200s. I just held on to it. Again, I identified, my mistake was I identified it as a long-term hold. I'll probably add to it. It was a small position. It's not huge. I think four or 5,000 bucks for me. So it was smaller. Um, so those, there's those two. <clears throat> One that I want to bring up that had a big move yesterday. Um, and for all you options players, there was somebody who posted on Twitter, if you had purchased Netflix um, pli- pri- the prior day uh, with options, um, you probably would have been up somewhere near about 100% um, because the move was so vast. Reed Hastings was on um, DealBook yesterday with Andrew Ross Sorkin, and essentially deal- uh, Reed Hastings said, we should have started advertising sooner. Um, he also said they are going to continue to be very strong on password sharing. Uh, remember what I said, the, the, the previous stat from Netflix um, one uh, user equals, or one paid subscriber equals five users, five household users. So to increase their revenue by 20%, they just have to get one of those additional four. So um, that's a huge, huge opportunity. And if we pull back to January, I'm going to look at this. You're close to filling this gap up to 350. Uh, you had a cross-up yesterday at 305. I know I said, hey, um, anything below here around the 200-day at 240 was a buy. I'd say 300 your buy at this point. And, and I'd hate for you to chase it. Um, so wait for confirmation. Uh, trade it on a shorter-term time frame than four hours if you want it um, because I don't know that this is a buy-and-hold one because it's still expensive. When we go to FinViz and we look at this one, um, the PE is 28. The forward PE is 29. Now, if they, pe- they crack down on the password sharing and they're continuing to grow their business, remember, they've got uh, verticals of gaming. They've got a vertical of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, the ad business. So you've got some additional growth perspectives. So the growth is justified. And at its height... I think the PE was somewhere near about 90 on this one, 100. So you're down 48% year to date. Uh, you've got this huge gap. It's starting to cover the gap. Again, if you would have bought in May at 168 and you're at 305, you've doubled your money since May. Uh, you could have made a lot of money along the way, you know, buying the, the dips and, and the peaks and troughs. But there's no way you would have timed this. No way you would have timed this. Even in my algorithm, you go back. You got a lot of losses here in the algorithm. You got one big gain of 17%. You got another gain of 11%. But that's only two wins. The algorithm loses you 40%. Buying and holding loses you 42% over 1,000 candles. But if you would have bought in May, you would have doubled your money. So it's, it, you know, again, this is a timing thing. You have to identify when you get into a trade, you have to identify what your goal is. And that's why I'm in a lot of losers is because like Shopify, um, a Palantir, some of those big movers that I bought at, at sometimes even all time highs, even Morgan Stanley, I bought at the all time high. Um, some of those that you buy just don't, don't pan out. 
And, and if you identify it before you get in, you can't be upset if you're still in because you've lost money. You've just got to make sure that your portfolio is diversified enough and those, those, those buys, those, those lots are small enough that they're not going to kill you. Um, so Netflix, I like it to buy at 305. Um, Piper Sandler downgraded Apple based on iPhone issues. Apple was up yesterday. It wasn't, it went to, let's see, it's at 148 up here early. Uh, I kind of said, Hey, 140 is your, your pivot point. If you bought at 140, great. There's still this gap down here between 136 and 139. I just don't believe we're done. Uh, I think you're trading in this range. I think your cap is going to be 152, um, where the 200 day is. And if you break that 200 day, I think you're coming just like in August. You broke the 200 day in July 27th. You went on that rally all the way to August 17th. Ever since then, it's just been a downward trough. You broke the 200 day on October 28th, and that was at 155. Went right back down. So you've got a lot of double tops here. And if you do peek out at 155, be careful because that's a double top on this four-hour chart. And I think you immediately go back down to that 136. So Apple, I would say, if you're you know, five years out, add to your position. You know, Don't add on the up days, add on the down days. So wait until it's down uh, today. It'll, you know, you'll see it up and down. It's been up and down in pre-market. Um, Capital One and uh, Ally Financial downgraded by Morgan Stanley um, based on a weak consumer. Everybody's expecting a recession. That's just it. Um, so I will do uh, the scans on, uh, on YouTube. So I'll give you just, I won't go over the charts, but I'll give you the scan uh, with the crosses up. And this is just a list with the symbols. But it is a long, long list. Take a look at the charts. If you have any questions on any stock in this list, hit me up on the socials um, and just ask. Uh, again, there are thousands of people that had this uh, podcast in their top 10 that listened to this. Um, I don't hear from thousands of people. I hear from hundreds of people. So don't be shy reach out. We've got a private Facebook group. There's super small amount of people in that Facebook group. Um, getting you people to transfer platforms from one to the other is like pulling teeth. But here's the list. And this is just a list of just a few of the scans that I did. But yesterday was so, yesterday's the example of why you want to be in the market. You don't want to be out of the market. You don't want to be scared. Um, I know I was bearish for the last week but you know again catalysts you got to be patient in the market here's the scans coke ko shopify shop uh, pfizer pfe devon energy dvn microsoft msft google we buy g-o-o-g not g-o-o-g-l because google when they buy back stock they buy back g-o-o-g xly I think that's consumer discretionary. Uh, and by the way, when I look at these sectors, I am going to look at the sectors on YouTube Live as well because the sectors are telling me that some are below the 200-day, some are above the 200-day. The ones below the 200-day may provide you opportunities to buy. 
XLY is consumer discretionary. Meta, Facebook, M-E-T-A. Uh, all of the ARCs that I own except for ARCG, but ARCF, ARCK, ARCW, all of them cross-ups. Etsy, XLY, which again is consumer discretionary, I had both. Uh, XLC, which is communications. XLV, which is healthcare. XLU, which is utilities. UPS, American Express. TRV, which I think is Travelers. Let me just make sure. Um, yeah, Travelers Company. It's an insurance company. Um, TRV, Cisco, CSCO. Netflix, NFLX. We went over that one. Lulu, JD, JD.com. Comcast, CMCSA. Uh, Capital One, COF. Uh, BMY, which is something melon. Uh, BMY is Bristol. No, I'm sorry. That's Bristol Myers Squibb. I should have known that one because that was one of the stocks of weekly stock pick. But BMY, AIG, which is a reinsurance company. Wells Fargo, FWFC, WFC, uh, SO, Southern Company. Went over this one. This is a utility. Um, this is uh, part of Georgia, owns Georgia Power. Uh, an ascending triangle. It's a secondary cross up. SO went over that one well in, in advance. Uh, we had a cross up here at 64 back on October 16th. We had another cross up here on November 10th at 65.14, trading at 67. SO. DHR, this is Danaher, I think. Um, yeah, Danaher Corporation. Uh, DHR had a cross up. Uh, 273.05 is the cross up. FDX, it's FedEx. So UPS and FedEx. But those are just a small portion. And again, I don't want to go over these charts. FedEx had a cross up at 160. Um, it's trading. Uh, that was 160 at November 8th. You've had this uh, basically all of the confirmation going up. You're filling the gap and the gap is up to 203. So you're at 182. And that gap clearly from the last earnings call. You're gapping up there. Um, you don't have a golden cross yet. It's coming. It looks like it's close. I don't know if it's going to use the 200 days resistance. Looks like it may. The 200 days at 189. You're at 182. You do have confirmation. So again, I'll go over all of its charts on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you everyone who supports the podcast and, and tips me. And uh, you know, even the monthly supporters. Uh, I haven't forgotten about you guys. I, I still get those monthly. Um, hopefully this allows me to do stuff. I, I, I promise I am going to do the course um, to teach the system that I have. If you're in uh, TrendSpider, I will expand TrendSpider in 2023 uh, to more watch lists, to a few more scans, to maybe even using a couple of their uh, proprietary um, indicators. Um, that I like. I want you guys to get benefit out of that TrendSpider subscription. And if you haven't signed up, there's a link in the description. Uh, I will give you access to my algorithm. I will give you access to the program that I use. You guys know I pretty much use two websites. It's TrendSpider and it's FDX. Or I'm sorry, um, Finviz. Why am I saying FDX? I got FDX on my screen. But it's Finviz and it's TrendSpider. Between those two and your uh, brokerage, whether it's uh, Fidelity, which I prefer with Active Trader Pro, whether it's TD Ameritrade, uh, whether it's uh, Webull, 
which I have to get on WeBuild because I do want to uh, get that affiliate uh, money. I think we looked at it on YouTube Live, and I was like, holy crap, no wonder people are recommending uh, Weeble. Um, and I think even uh, I watched uh, Zip Trader Charlie. In fact, his Zip Trader Charlie last night had a great video on uh, what Bank of America is doing to prepare. And he had a great, uh, great explanation about bonds, short-term, long-term bonds, things of that sort. And you can find bond funds and, and you know, have to trade the, the actual bonds, but you can buy and find bond funds. And they trade just like stocks. So you can buy those things. Um, but I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you, everyone, for making me a uh, top 5% podcast for the year. Huge, huge honor. Um, thanks. And it's been 40 minutes. So uh, I will, as Chad uh, with his, um, his polo shirt and his khakis always says, I'll give you a portion of your day back. <laughs> okay. Take care, guys.